attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about how Back to the Future Part 2 predicted a lot of things that are actually coming true are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, Barack Obama? Mayor! Now that's a good idea! <laughs> it was close. It was close. Goldie, yeah, Goldie Wilson. Yeah, Goldie Wilson. Goldie Wilson. Are splitting hairs here? Come on. <laughs> What's the guy mopping up say? Yeah, right. Uh... A Negro mayor. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Black guy mayor. Yeah. Get back to work. <laughs> yeah. Or something I forget. Yeah. But that, uh, yeah, it's coming up. The 21st of October is Marty McFly's trip to 2015. We've got to quick and make uh, four more Jaws movies or 16 more Jaws yeah, movies. Jaws or? 19. Oh, Jaws 19. I believe was the Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, and there's hoverboards sort of now, too. What are, you know what? No, there aren't, right? So what are they? They've got wheels. Oh, yeah. They don't. Uh, no, what? they don't. No, no, no. You're talking about the little skateboard thingy that yeah. people have right now. That's not a hoverboard. They made a hoverboard. A real one. Without Tony Hawk is A real one. Yes. But it has to be on the, a, like a sub-zero piece of granite that they have to cool below, you know, <laughs> two Kelvin. And then the electromagnetics will actually support yeah. you. You're like, all right, well, all we have to do is that, do that but, is but all thing, over public parks. But the thing that Lee's talking about is very similar to what they had going on back to the right? future. Yeah, they just yeah. lean forward and it goes the direction you lean. A Segway. Yeah. Called the segue. Like a foot segue. People have the foot segue now. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought oh, that's that what they thing. were calling. No. That thing. That's yeah. what I'm talking no. about. That's got two prominent wheels right but on the I thing. I thought that's what they were yeah, calling so they, hoverboards, yeah. just like they call remote control planes with cameras drones. They're not drones. They're just <laughs> remote control planes with cameras. Yeah, a drone became anything with uh, anything that could fly. I really? Thought, I thought a drone is a plane. Big Bird is a drone. <laughs> right? No, I thought a drone was like a, a, a cyborg, a robot, a drone. Right when we were kids, they were well. Like, drones became what we—the unmanned aerial vehicles that 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 bomb that bomb all the countries so that we didn't. That's what I'm saying <laughs> is that we get to change the way words mean things. And don't forget this. That <laughs> and the way you put them together in a sentence, apparently. Some people have a way with words. Other people have way. Not have way. <laughs> I'm still finding my way. So don't, don't forget this. Also predicted by Back to the Future too. Oh. How crazy is this? <laughs> Now, am I the only one to realize they actually haven't won the World Series yet? Yeah, right. okay, they, For Chicago, they already have. They haven't this won the World Series. absolutely it. Yes. Well, didn't... Uh, no, they were in the ALCS or N- NLDS before. But you should have seen that town party. I think it was like 2006. They won the chance to play a wild card game. <laughs> yeah. And the town went crazy. That, I mean, the That was Cubs. like Sosa's closest Cubs. chance, yeah, right, yeah. to get something. The and they flooded into the streets because it's like, we made it to the wild card. We used to live by the stadium, and today, whenever they won... I was just, in my mind, I could just tell that if we were still home, we would just felt the rattle. Uh-huh. Yeah. There would be, would have been like no Like you said, there would be no park. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. Well, listen, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. And if you so much as utter one syllable, I'll hunt you down and gut you like a fish. If you'd like to fax us, press a star key. <laughs> You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, banter, bits, special guests. We got it all. <laughs> and we, as we broadcast here from the Admirals Club in the heart of Burbank Airport's flyover zone, they don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week at themovieguys.net, as well as iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, YouTube, Player.fm, TuneIn, PodDirectory.com. It's crazy. And it's all free. Basically, we're out there. 
<laughs> and we encourage you to subscribe, especially at iTunes. Share and like posts. Rate us. Leave a review. We appreciate it. Also, no charge for that. And we're on WBAD.net. Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. Basically, search the movie guys on Yahoo, Bing, or... Google. 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 And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. Could you tell Luke? Is that who you could tell? <laughs> Karen Volpe. Oh, Faye, this is so scrumptious. It's this hand shucked. And Bart Caius. Well, I wrote and directed a hit play, so I'm not sweating it either. <laughs> Wait a minute. Does this mean? Oh, uh, yay! We're all, all together, together again. <laughs> Yes, the whole gang. Oh the table gosh. is full with movie guy hosts. You were some, back from uh, vacation? Yeah. Uh, yes. I am it back was from pseudo vacation. Yeah. You went to Vegas, right? I was in Vegas, I but s- I was with mom and dad, so you can only do so much in Vegas with mom and dad. <laughs> That's right. But you uh, you met uh, Penn and Teller with them. You were yes. close personal friends, Penn and Teller. Personal I friends, was really cool. I was a guest of Penn and Teller at the All Sweet Rio. <laughs> and they didn't make you disappear. No. They did use my name in the show. I think I mentioned that. Oh, really? Did I, no. did I mention last week they oh, used my yeah. name in the show? Uh, they do a trick. I'm not going to give it away, but there's uh, at the beginning Don't of the trick. Don't give it away. But at the beginning of the trick, there's a, a bunny, and they name it Bart. Ah, and you nice. named it Bart for my show. Did I'm you? assuming. Oh, yeah, I've seen that show. They do name the bunny. I mean, uh, no, it was special just for you. <laughs> <laughs> did you mention that you uh, were hanging out with Adam Rifkin? That you knew Oh, I totally forgot yeah. about that. Yes, I should have mentioned that. No, I didn't. I interviewed Ron Jeremy for an uh, article I'm, I'm writing. Yes. And uh, it was funny. I, hence I, your absence. <laughs> hence my absence. And, uh, yeah, and I decided to work 80 hours a couple weeks. Sure. It turns out that wears you out a lot. Yeah, it takes a lot of time. Uh, and so I mentioned Adam Rifkin because he was in, he was in uh, shooting the Warwicks as well. Ron Jeremy was. Oh, that's oh, right. right. Yes. Yeah. But that's he directed how- Penn's movie. And and Adam Rifkin, a friend of the show, directed Penn's movie. Well, I mentioned Ron. I go, oh, yeah, you know, I'm friends. We have a mutual friend. I said, Adam Rifkin. He goes, really? And he picks up the phone and calls Adam. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, not, not exactly what I was suggesting yeah, to do. Yeah, I, right? I go, well, I've met him. <laughs> and so, anyway, he hands the phone to me. I go, hey, Adam, it's, it's, uh, it's Adam from the movie guys. That podcast that, even though you did a couple weeks ago, you may not remember because you do a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, know, it was just a weird situation. shit going on. Ron yeah. wanted me to it's say right. hi. Ron wanted me to say hi. Now we're moving on because we're to the doctor's office. Anyway. <laughs> was Adam polite about it? He seems like an easygoing guy. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, well, you know how many course. times a day he gets that call from Ron Jeremy? Oh, Ron must call him all the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna Anytime Ron. somebody mentions Adam to Ron, Ron's like, here, talk to him. <laughs> You know what my favorite movie is, Ron? Small Soldiers. No kidding. I know the guy. No, I was just, I'm just delivering the, the mail. I just... No, no. Here, talk to Adam Rifkin. I love Small Soldiers. <laughs> all right, listen. Uh, let's talk about the second half of the show, because coming up, we'll be joined by a stand-up comic who performs all over the L.A. area, Ooh. or the Southland. Oh, oh my. What, Flappers, Comedy right. Store, the Greater Ice House, State Improv, area. all those places. The Greater Tri-State uh, He's also a cast member of Improv Schmimprov in Orange County. Ryan Clark yes. will Yay. be here. Hey, he's got an awesome T-shirt. Spoiler alert! Oh, look at awesome that. T-shirt yeah, coming out. Doing with the olive green. I know. Today. I forget. I'm, I'm too. I'm. I'm. I'm it's frazzled a, lately. It's I've a GI Joe shirt. I forget. Yes, that's exactly. I'm dressed like. He's dressed like, dressed like Band of Brothers. Tunnel Rat from G.I. Joe with the Rise of Cobra Part 2. Yeah, come on. Tunnel Rat. <laughs> digging deep. No pun intended. All right, listen, let's get to your movie previews, because just like you, we've seen the trailers for this week's new movies, and we're going to talk about them. So no spoilers, just goofery, we promise. Goofery. Uh, and this week's movies include Crimson Peak. Let's see. Spooky House. 
Young woman who's scared of ghosts. Yep, it's October. Uh-huh. Also, a new John Williams score comes to theaters, and with it, a Steven Spielberg yeah. film, Bridge of Spies. But first up, the page master meets Jumanji is what nobody is calling <laughs> Goosebumps. The abominable snowman just crawled out of a book. That doesn't just happen. Run! Go, go, go. I'm stuck. Go on without me. Save yourself. Okay, good luck. No, I didn't mean it. <laughs> they are laughing. I, you know what? I'm, <laughs> I'm actually uh, I'm interested in seeing this movie. I think it might actually hit that that sweet spot that it's trying for. What are you crazy? What? Wait, what? Have I gotten that old, Karen? <laughs> what the? F- what happened? I, I just, wait, wait, wait. You it cannot leave your house. To you're see not this just movie. discovering he's this old, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait a minute. You can see this movie if you're interested in seeing it. That's cool, but. You don't leave your house. You so is yeah. this leave your house? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I just don't think it deserves a lot of vitriol. I think it oh, it's, it, no. okay. it serves its purpose, and it seems like it does it well, and it it's not quite a kid's movie, not quite a young adult's movie. It's in the, There's a word I might invent right now called tween that really kind of <laughs> seems to serve. Uh, you got werewolves know. and giant things smashing the town, like a giant praying mantis smashes the town, uh-huh. and you got a cool-looking werewolf. Ah! You know, uh, because the jokes aren't horrible, horrible. They're just slightly bad. You got a choice: Goosebumps, Bridge of Sky, Bridge of Spies. Which do you go see? Oh, well, Spielberg is okay. my favorite yeah. filmmaker of all time, and we're about to goof yeah. hard on him. I know. I'm a little <laughs> it stings a little bit. Sorry, I wrote a few lines. I'm a little bored with him. Sorry. All right, but let's get to this first movie that Bart's all excited about. <laughs> yes, thank you. Paul. It's all sacrilege. Wow. It's Halloween, and you know what that means? Ooh. Scary movies. Mm-hmm. But what's an 11 year old to do once they've seen Sinister Two and The Green Inferno? <laughs> Goosebumps. Bart, let's talk about it. You know, Goosebumps gives us another good opportunity to play America's favorite family fun game. Guess what it's about! Yes, it's Guess What It's About, where you, the movie guys, try to guess based solely on the title. Mm-hmm. Oh. What Goosebumps is all about. Let's go around the horn. Karen. Um, is it a sweet film for all ages about a family that forgets to dress for cold weather? Uh, no. Hmm. A documentary about a bunch of pregnant geese. Not so much. Goosebumps, Adam. Goose, thought I had it there. Uh, goose, goosebumps? Is that how I say hello to Anthony Edwards when I uh, don't like shaking hands? That's way off. <laughs> wow. Uh, I get that I'm going to have to think about that one. Ha- hashtag top. Oh, Goosebumps. Beat, beat laugh. Yes. Oh, it's a go- <laughs> Look, I, I grenade. Sh- now you crack up. I promise I'm not the only one that had to be walked through that. Uh, of course. Here's not. what it's actually. Had about. you said terrorist fist jab, I would have known <laughs> what you were talking about. <laughs> right. uh, it's actually about a hunky teen who moves. Yes, who moves into a new neighborhood when his mother accepts a position of vice principal at the local high school. Paul, by any chance, is this hunky teen named Zach? <laughs> Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> Obligatory Zach moves into a house next to a famed author and immediately. Becomes smitten with the author's daughter, Chloe. Close. Her oh. name is Hannah. Uh. And when he <laughs> when he hears screams and other scary noises coming from her house, he springs into action in an attempt to save Hannah from whatever doom was about to befall her. It turns out this author is R. L. Stein, the writer what? of Goosebumps. What? Yes, the popular series of scary books for kids before young adult novels started being mostly about the teen Holocaust. Sure. <laughs> But it turns out he wasn't just writing the Goosebumps series. He was capturing their spirits inside the books so they would be locked away forever. Or until they're happened upon by curious teens. Whichever comes first. (laughs) Place your bets. Then the teens come under siege by monsters. (sighs) Okay, look, teens, we've said it before. We'll say it again. The rest of the world doesn't care enough about you to go to such extravagant lengths to bring about your demise. 
R.L. Stein is played by Jack Black. Jack Black cast as a father is almost as hard to buy as Jack Black cast as an author. <laughs> Black continues his work work with the writer director of Gulliver's Travels. <laughs> Forgot about that one, didn't you? <laughs> Hell, I just discovered he was in it, and I wrote this sentence about an hour ago. That's how forgettable he is. Goosebumps is what happens when nobody can figure out which Goosebumps book to adapt and decides to adapt all of them, as the cursed books come to life when the children open them and recite the words. Klaatu! Marada! That sounds like being in Dell Close's improv class. That's what it sounded like. Yes, yeah! Hey, Goosebumps, you're doing it wrong. You're supposed to take a single book and turn it into an entire franchise of movies, not the other way around. But good news on the path to this being a movie, it's definitely based on a book. Oh, well, it seems to be based on all books. A shit ton of books. Look, you got 62 books in the original Goosebumps series, plus 25 Goosebumps series 2000 books, 50 Give Yourself Goosebumps books, 6 Tales to Give You Goosebumps books, 2 Goosebumps triple header books, 119 Goosebumps Horrorland books, 6 Goosebumps Hall of Horrors books, 11 published Goosebumps Most Wanted books, and Goosebumps Wanted the Haunted Mask. Whew, all right, I can see it's really trying hard to be a movie, so, uh, Paul, it's a movie. All right, very nice. <laughs> that can't be true, right? That's a giant need, joke. Uh, no, you may continue, Paul. That's how many books? Yeah. Guy wrote a shitload of books. Shut Wait till you find out when up. he started writing them. Shut up. Goosebumps. Oh my God. Because nothing could go wrong when something you enjoyed as a kid comes to life to kill you. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that right, Pixels? <laughs> Note to film goers, in some parts of the country, it will be released under its other title, Goose Pimples. There you go. <laughs> Goosebumps Pimples. Okay, uh, you know how we stretch the truth to be funny, yada yada. That's not fake. He wrote all those books. And he started, I do believe, in either 2004 or 2007. This no. isn't from. No, I, I think we talked about ah. these when we were working on the cruise ship. Wait, 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 yeah. Because yeah. we were doing author styles. Oh, a bunch. oh, they were on 90s TV. Yeah, no, were they? No, okay. Yeah. But still, yeah. well, you're then reading, somebody you're check Wikip- that last series was like a 2000 series. How long okay. are Wikipedia. the books? The check books aren't 20 pages. We're talking <laughs> hundreds of pages, right? It's not like a little kid's. No, no, no. Dozens, they're dozens little. of pages. No, no, dozens they're of pages. Little. Oh, okay. That's the thing. I think he wrote oh these in an afternoon, guys. Okay. I thought they were hundreds of pages. They're all cliff notes. And, Karen, the concept is. Uh, something kind of spooky happens. I mean, it's like it's it's uh, it's you know a dummy comes to life, or uh, you know there's a werewolf. And the kids will defeat it. Yeah, um, <laughs> that's what's going on. Does anyone take off a mask and then we would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling sure. kids? I there's th- a lot of meddling. I don't oh. think any of them would make you go. Where does he get these ideas? <laughs> <laughs> How does he's done it again? <laughs> All right, Stein. Listen, we need a new uh, we need a new book. What do you got? There's this mummy. That guy's a fucking <laughs> genius. Jeez, whoa. Genius. <laughs> How are we gonna adapt this one to TV? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and the mirror is a one way so mirror. The, <laughs> the real story here is the day that he sold his soul to the devil, right? Because <laughs> yeah, right. clearly, how do you get a cushy job like that? Uh, Cushy. That's a lot of product. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but somebody's paying him to write it. I bet you right, right. now, if all Adam had to do was write kids' books about goose pimples, he'd do it, and well, he would that's make. That's all I have to do. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going just saying. Yeah, why haven't someone... you done that yet? Now I'm you're inspired. Because eventually it leads to movie. Movie. And hey, then, I've, written, I've written 119 podcasts. That's so. what I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I'm Nobody's versed. paying you for that. Well, but yeah. listen, oh. counting all those books, that's a lot of monsters who potentially could show up in this book. So I mean. Yeah. How do how do you win? How do you not win? How do you lose? What do you mean? 
If you're the teen kids. Oh, oh. Well, cause, teen kids. Well, and I don't want to like, give too much away, Paul. 250 monsters. But there's like a secret uh, a secret vulnerability that they all have, and the nerdy kid friend of theirs read the book, so he knows all the vulnerabilities, and then they set out, but only they can save the town. Well, it's, it's in the it's So in the if you've read these books, you're going to be like, oh, I know how to fight this. Yeah. If you haven't, you're like, I Just wonder how they're going to fight this. That's yeah. how it goes. They're going to find a nerdy kid <laughs> who watched all the episodes. Uh, <laughs> wait a minute. Now I'm... St- okay. Remember earlier in the show, we it's all... Galaxy I do. Yeah, I do remember earlier ten, in the show. Ten minutes ago. Remember, <laughs> no, we all jumped on Lee... Bart and... Shit. We all jumped on Bart and said, Oh my God, you'd leave the house to see this? And he was like, No, no, no. I wouldn't leave the house. He's read all the books. Oh, that's the <laughs> deal. That's what's going on. Is my nerd showing? Uh-huh. Did you read all the books? No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think so. Because no, you know, you no one can't I, read them all, Paul. Well, he's read a number of them. Because you don't read. That's right. Okay. It makes you me sleepy. You don't go to movies, you don't go read. Yeah. <laughs> Reading makes me sleepy. <laughs> there, the there are scenes know. in this that look like scenes in the upcoming Last Witch Hunter movie. Where, and and it, Green Lantern, too. Remember the villain in Green Lantern? It was just like a bunch of brown shit flying yeah, through the sky. Smog. There's a lot of this, too, where it's like, oh, like there's stuff and it's Floating climbing up cloud, the walls and yeah. going all over, you know. Well, that's one of the things. I mean, there is yeah, a, there's a hundred things. There's but. a bunch of garden gnomes attack, yeah, and they take fun. over the town. I'll tell you how you kill this, the way they kill everything. They find somehow in every movie where they, they really want the stakes to be like, a million things are attacking. They go, all you have to do is kill the one ship, mm-hmm. and the rest of them fall oh, dead. Oh, I hate that. That shit. happens at the end of every... <laughs> roger, roger. Yeah. Yeah, roger, roger. Yeah, destroy that, and then all <laughs> these things that are about well, to kill you all fall dead. Wasn't it Pacific Rim did that too, right? Vampires. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, Phantom Menace. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a thing. They do it with vampires and stuff too. They did it in Avengers. Yeah, you kill this one yep. thing, and then... And then the thing that they sent millions of, so you know the stakes are high, they all drop. <laughs> I think yeah. tomorrow was wasn't like that. tomorrow like that. Maybe. Sorry, Karen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, I think yeah. Iron Edge Man tomorrow. was like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or one of the third, third or fourth yeah, ones. Yeah, 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 later on. Yeah. One of the later Iron Man. Uh, yeah. Do you tell me the Avengers can't just beat the shit out of all those uh, aliens? They gotta destroy the ships, so I, they all the, die. The uh, amount that the Avengers could defeat would not look oppressive enough. For like, oh my God, they're really. This is the end of it, you know. Yeah, I so. submit to you guys. When I was watching it, it made me remind. It kind of remind me of a scenario. Say the four of us were in the car right now, and we got a flat. We'd all be like, oh man, we got to fix the flat. And one of us would have an idea how to do it. And another one would be like, oh, but we don't have the right jack. So we all work at fixing the flat, right? But we've all dealt with a flat before, and we're all trying to do it. Sure. In these movies, it's <clears throat> amazing how they'll be in a situation no one's ever been in before and they'll be running and there'll be all this noise but they'll somehow know what to do. A lot of people don't even yeah. know what to do when they have a flat tire and it's been oh. fixed before. Yeah, don't ever say how? that movies yeah. dumb down America. They're smarter in movies yeah. half the time than they are in real <laughs> and life. And they're smart when they're running and they can't breathe and they can't hear and they don't know where they are but somehow they get where they're going. Like that, that movie we saw with... Um, oh shit! He was in another country. He got attacked the very first day. He lived there with Owen oh, no Wilson. Escape? Yeah. He knew where he was in town and how to get back. I don't even. You go to a hotel. Yeah, pay no attention and you to cannot the cab, remember yeah. how to get the fuck <laughs> back to your hotel. And there's no one trying to kill you. Yeah, I'm just. Saying. They make no. every floor look the same. Oh, yeah. Imagine an entire town that looks the The, same. The the dumb just being an adult shit I'm not prepared for that waylays a whole day for me. Yes. Like Bill paying weird stuff. But now have the abominable snowman chasing you. I got an idea. But we talked about that, but I think maybe they will rely on, well, in the books we read da-da-da, so that's what will make them smarter. Nerdlinger. There you go, kids. Nerdlinger. Reading. (laughs) Reading. It's fundamental. You made Jordy LaForge very happier. Whatever his real name is. (laughs) (laughs) Who gives a damn? Next film up is the latest from visionary director Guillermo del Toro. Mm. 
For those who don't know, visionary directors are people who make films that you don't get but like anyway. <laughs> and Del Toro's latest is Crimson Peak. Karen, will you preview this with me if I don't make any period jokes? Yes. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's another unique and original offering from Mexican director Guillermo del Toro. Oh, or as we say in America, William of the Bull. Once again, Guillermo del Toro has faithfully captured the amazing sights and sounds of a genre that nobody cares about except me. <laughs> Having nailed the giant monsters fighting giant robots movie in a way never dreamed of before, especially by the director of Godzilla, del Toro now moves <laughs> onto a gothic haunted house mystery. Anybody who's seen the trailer knows that the film stars production designer Tom Sanders, <laughs> costume designer Kate Hawley, and cinematographer Dan Lawson. But Del Toro even went as far as to cast people oh to act in it. Well, now That's I want to see it. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston, America's favorite pain in Thor's ass, mm. plays a mysterious stranger who whisks a young lady, Edith, mm. played by Mia Wasikia. Wajahoitz. Alice from Alice in Wonderland. Ah, yes, her. Whisks her away to the creepiest mansion ever that appears to drip blood. Well, I could speak for women. At least he's a homeowner. Mm. And then it gets spooky for her. <laughs> Me, uh, Vas, E, Kovska. Mia, Vashikovska. Oh, well, there you go. We've learned something. Oh, there you go. Now, trapped in a relationship and a house on the hill that could have birthed every monster in universal history, she now has to uncover its mysteries by candelabra. Ooh. I'm in because I'll see any movie where someone discovers deep, dark secrets by candelabra. <laughs> No sooner does she decide which side of the bed she wants to wake up screaming on, she stumbles <laughs> upon some creepy-looking photographs in the attic of the mansion that seem to hint to the house's deadly past. Really? She finds footage in the late 19th century. Christ, how long have they been losing footage? <laughs> to nobody's surprise, the creepiest mansion ever turns out to be hiding terrifying secrets even more deadly than black mold in the walls and asbestos on the heating ducts. She's the right choice. You don't have to trust me. Just listen to that music, man. Mm -hmm. The music in this trailer remains foreboding the entire time. It's not like things start seemingly happy and then turn dreadful. No, pure dread and impending <laughs> doom from the very beginning. More than ever, I ask you, what, what could, could possibly, possibly go right? right? Now, outside of Hiddleston and Vatsikovat... Me? Uh... Mia Vasikovska. The film also stars Jessica Chastain, which is only right because she has a crimson peak. True, but here she's a brunette. No, fuck it. Well, let's listen to that clip again that we just played. I don't think she's the right choice. You have to trust me. Trust Loki? This movie is full of bad suggestions. <laughs> Parts of the house that are unsafe. Yeah, parts of the house are unsafe, you guys. Like inside the house. <laughs> that part. That. A house as old as this one becomes, in time, a living thing. Never go below this level. Never! Wait, now it's time what? to play a new game here oh. in the movie, guys, called... Guess What Happens Next! <laughs> yes, it's time for America's second favorite family fun game, Guess What Happens Next, where, based on the clip we just heard, uh -huh. we guess what happens next in the movie. Now, remember, she was told, don't go down to the lower levels. Okay. okay. Karen? 
Well, um, mm. she does exactly what she's told and never goes into the lower levels of the house, and they live happily ever after. <laughs> no, that would be a movie called The Pragmatics, currently uh, development here by Movie Guys Studios. Uh, <laughs> Paul, she hops in her black Trans Am and teams up with a trucker to smuggle Coors beer from Arkansas to Atlanta? No. <laughs> That's the plot to Smokey and the Bandit. Adam, save me here. What? Uh, she hops in her black Trans Am and teams up with a trucker to smuggle an elephant across country? That's Smokey and the Bandit, too. <laughs> you see where we could assume that might happen, Paul? I want to see that. She actually goes below that level and discovers the oh. horrifying oh, secret oh, 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 oh. that the house and her new husband have been keeping. Wait gonna, a minute. I was going to say that. Paul, why would she do that? There's, doesn't even make any sense. Why? It's a movie, isn't it? Maybe the, maybe the version where she didn't didn't test well. <laughs> Why would she deliberately do something she was told explicitly not to do? It sounds like they're trying to motivate a plot or something. They love to go see it to see what happens next. Hey, that's one motivated plot. Now, more than I can say for myself. I'm going on a limb here, yeah. hoping Bart's in in the company here all with right. us. We're all seeing this, right? Oh, oh yeah. Yes. I want to see this. I want to see Doug Jones be all creepy. I'm gonna oh, is Doug in this? Up to get yeah. In this. Doug oh, yeah, plays yeah, yeah. creepy you arms. You see that big, uh, creepy hand at the end of the oh, trailer? Oh, really? Yeah. Those, are, those are his hands. Oh, oh for sure. That's some Doug it's Jones only hands. him that yeah. can move his fingers like that. And he's not listed on IMDb with a character name, so you know he's playing some creepy oh, costume character guy. who will come in and they don't want you to know who it is. Actually, I do like the uh, the many many layers of this movie. There seems to be. She does find footage. She finds. <laughs> she does like, find yeah. like, found footage. Like an old projector. But it's, but, oh, she does. It's a projector oh, that you put the stills. Lantern? That you All put the. Oh right, right, yeah, that. Like that Magic thing lantern. that yeah. you look um, through. Yeah. Whatever the kids had there. Um, there's that. There's something in the basement. There's a mm-hmm. multiple level. Yeah, there's there's the, the sister who says, "I don't think this is the right one." There's a lot going on here. And the sister is what's that Hitchcock movie? Rebecca. It's like the old lady of the matron of the house or whatever who like hates her that's like the yeah, yeah. sort of role that uh, Jessica Chastain plays which is like great because I mean it does remind me a little of Hitchcock's Rebecca because she's trapped in that relationship in this like other kind of creepy house uh, for voting in different ways so it's like once she's swept off her feet by Tom Hiddleston she's swept to the top of and it's called Crimson Peak because they they are mining clay that is red clay. So the top of the 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 the, the mountain looks like it's bleeding. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be such a triumph of like production design and like horror and gothic horror. Good. I'm going to see this and like music. Times. Oh, yeah, the music's yes. I think uh, she's the right choice. And you won't even hear later on. It just excels I, in the trailer. I gotta say that. <laughs> From a totally different point of view from my girly senses, I like this because it reminds me of, like, all the beautiful costumes and the ball gowns and the big house and the dreamy kind of escapism. It actually makes a movie about people in 19th century costume having conversations in a parlor look interesting enough to watch. Exactly. But it's it's like Downton Abbey meets Amityville Horror. Yes. Mm-hmm. Get out, please. please. Right? That's the voice they hear in the house. Yeah. And people are going to have the vapors. There are going to be yeah. all sorts of things. <laughs> and that score reminds me a little of the Bram Stoker's Dracula score. Yeah. And so the atmospherics in this, too, also make me think of that. Which yeah, that's is a like, great score, too. There's no Salisbury Hill moment in that score. 
Yeah. So, like, where everything just turns Ain't okay. Ain't no time yeah. for learning. Ain't no time for friendlies. Yeah. One thing I also want to put out that we can move on is, um, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I'm really scared when I'm home by myself and I think I've heard a noise or something, I immediately think, you know what would make me feel better is if I get naked and take a bath. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that in Note this movie. Note to self. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get to our... Uh, <laughs> easy does it. Let's get to our final film of the October 16th weekend. And Ooh. fun fact. What? Well, you know, Paul, I do insist that all my facts be fun. <laughs> fun fact, Steven Spielberg still makes movies. What? Yay! You just don't go to them. Oh. And his latest is called Bridge Over the River Spies. Or, or something. No, I don't think that's right. That's the joke I was going for. Uh, that's, uh, all right, let's talk about how great it is and why you won't go. Adam? Nice! Oh, my God. Can I just, can I just live in the rest of my life? Thank you. Right? I'm with you. Like, I'll take 1986, just on repeat. It was a good time. I hadn't met Paul yet, but it was a good time. Oh. You know, if you repeat the timeline enough, you will meet Paul in 1986. <laughs> Life would have been perfect if I knew Paul in 86. Ghostbusters came two years ago. This was going on. We just had Breakfast Club. Oh. You're on our way to playing Strands and Automobiles. What, what are you listening to? Invisible Touch? Oh Not a bad God. year. Bad no, year? No, good no. year. Come on. Oh. Pretty in Pink was out. Right. Oh. Oh. Even from the Invisible Touch album. You could have picked a better song than Invisible Touch. Uh, <laughs> no, I meant the album. Of course, oh. yeah. I meant the album. Of throwing, course, it, throwing, it all away. Land of throwing it all away. Yeah, right. throwing it all away. <laughs> all right, listen. Say, do you like watching a bunch of white guys sitting behind desks and talking well, a lot? Sure. Well, then Bridge of Spies is for you. Then again, so is C-SPAN. <laughs> but Bridge of Spies looks a lot more interesting, sort of. If there's any... <laughs> Sorry. Long hey, pause. white guy know. behind desk. I was captivating. <laughs> I don't know why I thought there was a music cue there. I was waiting for something. Um, if there's one thing that America loves, it's Tom Hanks in a fedora. And here, Hanks plays James Donovan. The Russians want their man back before he cracks. We want you to negotiate the swap. I'm an insurance lawyer. Bing! Bing! <laughs> who is recruited, wink, wink, by the CIA to help negotiate a hostage trade. It's the height of the Cold War, and America and Russia are in a standoff over a captured enemy combatants. Russia has one of our pilots, and we have one of their spies. It's an intellectual and cerebral showdown that only the likes of Tom Hanks can bring to an end. Here's a clip. Lieutenant Dane, I got you some ice cream. Lieutenant Dane, ice cream. <laughs> This takes you back to a time when we didn't get along with Russia. Oh. It was a different time in America when we tolerated bridges that were for spies only. <laughs> was Russia ever a happy place in the 50s? Did we all somehow miss the sunny Cold War Russia where uh, Frankie Valian Valiansky and uh, Anya Funicello starred in Beach Blanket Berlin Wall? <laughs> Patent pending. Patent pending. Patent pending. Back in the 70s and 80s, a new Steven Spielberg film was a real event and a chance to be transported to a magical place. Mm. Now they're just school. <laughs> so, there's a new Steven Spielberg movie out this week, so be sure to tell your friends you saw it. When last we left Steven Spielberg, he made the civics war with Lincoln, uh, which was the I'm only a bill version of America's greatest conflict. Bridge of, Skies, Bridge of Spies takes the Cold War to the courtroom. The movie was written by Joel and Ethan Cohen, so expect not to notice that, and shot by Spielberg's bad luck charm, Janusz Kaminski. Aww. Now let's fake it, face it, with the exception of Schindler's List, we just haven't been that interested in Spielberg's films after Janusz took over. No, there's Jurassic Park, and then he shoots Jurassic Park, and which one is it? Yeah, exactly. Now, and it may not be as exciting as Jurassic Park, but those thrills are now the job of people who grew up watching Steven Spielberg, like Colin Trevorrow. 
And remember, you can still get that good old thrill of a new movie by Steven Spielberg every time that Christopher Nolan makes a movie. <laughs> Tom Hanks is now in his late 50s, so where better to play a heroic figure than the late 50s? 20th century reference. Apparently a lot went on in the 20th century. <laughs> so this movie purports. This is one purporting movie. <laughs> in the end, just know this. When you take this movie, strip away the BS, you get Ridge of Pies. <laughs> Karen, you in for this movie? I want to see pies. You want to see pies? Yeah. Okay, all right. Well, just, uh, I'm glad it appeals to you. I would think in order to make this appeal to you, you'd have to make it... Uh, Bridge of Spies Diary or something <gasps> like that. I would totally go to that. But only if Colin Firth were in. It's Colin Firth? And he's a spy? And he uses an umbrella to fight the bad guys? What's I'm the, in. What's the song from The Spy Who Loved Me? All Time High? No, it's uh, Nobody Does It Better. Oh, Nobody, nobody Does It Better. All Time High is Octopus. Ah. <laughs> um, Paul, you, could Paul. you play the ice cream clip again? Because I can't. Look at a dime. I got you some ice cream. Dang. You did it, dang, ice cream. Paul, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to ask you, from now on, yes. if you bring me a bowl of ice cream, <laughs> you have to go, Karen, dang, 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 ice cream. cream. <laughs> I can't. Oh, my God. No. I, I watched that whole movie, and I never thought that he seemed slow. For some reason, I just thought he seemed innocent and sweet. Yeah. Hearing those two seconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, God. <clears throat> What? There's a moment, yeah. Mm. I, I sifted through like all the Forrest Gump quotes to figure out what would be the most What's appropriate. The one I think you found it. And I, I thought, well, this one kind of re relates to the military. This <laughs> might work. But then it was hilarious sounding. <laughs> okay, so <sighs> it's been yeah. 10 years, I suppose, since Spielberg had a huge hit with War of the Worlds yeah. with Tom Cruise. That was or one we were all that interested in, right? Yeah. It's been a while since he's made yeah, one. Everyone wanted to go see that and yeah. did, and it was a big deal spectacle. Yeah. Tintin underperformed, I think. Never right. saw it. War Horse was kind of a, oh, a yeah. thing. War Never Horse. saw it. Forgot yeah. about it. Yeah. Munich. Uh, now, I've heard good things about you. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, but nobody went. Do? Watch it again? Nobody went. Yeah. Yeah. I'd watch it again. Yeah, yeah. it's hardcore. That movie's, yeah, yeah, that movie's yeah, yeah. hardcore. But I find it curious that it was written by Joel and Ethan Cohen. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that flies by in the credits. I'm I read a... Surprised they don't let let you sit on that for a second and get excited. Well, I yeah. read a review that said it'll be it's funnier than you expect, and largely because oh, um, okay. it was it was written by them. They are underrated as some of our great comedy writers, right? The Gordon, oh yeah, Jonathan Cohen. I, think I mean, there's so, so much I mean, maybe known for people love that raising Arizona. I mean, they, but but they win all the recognition for Fargo's and No Country for Old Men. Yeah, but every other movie they do is an out and out. Balls out comedy, yeah. you know, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, didn't they do the one with um, Cameron Diaz with the goop in her hair? No, no, oh, I no. That's that the Farley brothers. brothers. Oh, shit. other other brothers. And, and then brothers. nobody ever heard from them again. No, brothers. that was a great movie. <laughs> well, give me myself and Irene. Will you? Um, uh, have you seen it? I have. Hilarious. Oh, I'm familiar. <laughs> no, it's actually it's actually pretty good. It's nice to see Tom Hanks again being uh, the proverbial every man that no man could ever be. Right. He's he not, is more right? no, every man than ever. He's right? he, well. He's the most every man, and he's always cast as the every man. But he's living up to such huge and high ideals that yeah. not there's no man that could do oh, this. Oh yeah, I mean he's kind of like a uh, I'm regular guy put in extraordinary circumstance, and I'm going to rise to the and occasion. I'm fight for the little guy. Yeah. Like he really does do that. Uh, what's the like the Gregory Peck kind of role? Like a, yeah. Uh, but Atticus, Atticus, whatever Atticus, is asked yeah. of him, he is always authentic. I mean, he's quite mm. amazing at that. Whether he's Josh Baskin, you know, running around as a little kid, or if he's 
Oh, that Tom Hand Phillips. Ready. Phillips, Captain yeah. Phillips. Or if he's Hand Ready or Captain Phillips, he's he, he's buyable in all I those movies. I really loved him in Captain Phillips because you really got the idea that he was that guy who was so vulnerable and so normal. Like he just saw his wife earlier that day. Yeah, I I, I think my most impressive uh, Tom Hanks is uh, um, Road to Perdition because he plays a killer. Yeah. He plays yeah. in a, a hired yeah. And that's man. the same year as Catch Me If You Can, and those are two yeah. wildly oh, different yeah. performances. And Is I, it? And yeah. I even like the Summer Tom, and Winter. I like the Tom Hanks who can't leave the airport. <laughs> what is that one? Krakosia. Terminal. It's terminal. fun. I'm so curious about that one. It that was is great. If, you, if I asked you... But America was not. It oh. falls in that window we were no. talking about. But if I asked you to name... 35 Steven Spielberg movies right now. You would never come across that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most people wouldn't. You know, and he's directed 55, and you would still leave that. In or, I'm sorry, if I asked you to name 50. 56 <laughs> yeah. Steven Spielberg movies, or whatever. <laughs> but here's the funny thing about how my brain works. 2005 was uh, War of the Worlds. So we, I was saying, purporting that 10 years of Spielberg movies, no huge 250 million blockbuster like War of the Worlds. Uh, however. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull sure made in 2008 money. made about 300 million. Yeah, wow. I just have I, pushed that out of my head. I don't now, even think about it. Now I wasn't even thinking in terms of money. I was thinking in terms of these jokes where I said there was a time where you're like, "Holy shit, a Steven Spielberg movie's coming!" Well, they were next year. We've got one year to the new Steven Spielberg movie, and it was an event. And now it's just like, well, he still puts out movies, and they're of a quality. But yeah, yeah. Well, also he is on a three-year hiatus or something like that. I mean, it's been yeah. a while since yeah. uh, I think 2012 I, since Lincoln. Yeah, I give him so, shit, but he doesn't know me anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, come on, you made ET. Uh, he's one of my favorite directors of all time. He's, I know yeah, this exactly. is uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> please, you please. can make yeah, you, you don't can know make me anything. Make industrial, you know, yeah. shipping and packing videos yeah. for the yeah, rest yeah, of, yeah, exactly. He gave me Raiders. Trust me, I'll get what I need out of your movies. You do However, what, you do what you need, buddy. You do what you need. Bridge of Spies must be some kind of personal story he wants to tell. I mean, he, he loves, did want to make a. Yeah. Well, it seems like, and I know this is not the case, but it just seems like all his movies are about World War Two now. Yeah. yeah, they all—they just feel like he that. Has focused on, but that that's the thing because now one of his next films is is going to be the BFG, a rolled a rolled doll novel adaptation, mm. the Big Friendly Giant, and mm. then he's going to make um, Ready Player One, which is this oh, super okay. high tech. I've yeah. heard about the book. Yeah, book. So he's jumping genres again, and I think Maybe that Ready all... Player One. Uh, there was such talk about that when he was attached yeah. to it. I think that's going to make everyone go, "Holy shit!" Well, that comes that out in a year. Maybe that'll serve him because it seems like when I like his movie, it's as when it's a story that's never been told before. It's based on a book, not based on history. Because yeah. every time he does these big history pieces, I, yeah. I don't care. I mean, as much. I mean, they are well done, and I think in perspective, I think in time, I'll look at everything from like Saving Private Ryan or maybe Schiller's List through Bridge of Spies as this great arc in his career. But at this point, I'm like, I don't know, give wow me a little bit. Let's let's get a little crazy here. You know, Bridge uh, um, Ready Player One would be a good time for him to fire Janusz Kaminski <laughs> and stop using him because definitely Janusz Kaminski's style does not fit that book or from what I know of that book. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he really did get it fit for Warhorse. Yeah. And nobody absolutely went. Absolutely <laughs> use him in Warhorse. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely Janusz Kamiski was born to, ma- did to make Warhorse. Did that guy do both Warhorse and Munich? Because they look like yeah. the same movie. Yeah, yeah, it's everything since uh, it's, Schindler's List. It's all sepia. Well Warhorse is that that has that sort of Douglas Sirk, is that the guy? Yeah, His yeah, quality like that, with like yeah. the Far From Heaven exactly. feel, yeah, with the Technicolor and everything, which is great. Huh. Janusz can give that to him, but I just want to see, I just want to see like a handheld Steven Spielberg movie, not shot by Janusz Kaminski. Did Janusz shoot crazy. Saving Private Ryan? Yeah, of course. 
Look yeah. at it. Okay. That's Every handheld. time you guys say the name of that guy. It's handheld, though. Does it look depressing? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. That handheld was the wrong word to use. Yeah, yeah. When you keep talking I know about what you that mean. guy. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. A not so studied approach. Yeah, not so studied, not so studied uh, and approach. formalist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No form. Yeah. What's that? Nothing. Sorry. I do want to know how. We're in a deep Janusz Kaminski yeah, talk over here. And I the, keep that the guy right, Karen? The listeners are riveted. Riveted. All I keep thinking is he's going to tell us jokes about Russia. Yakov Shmirnov. Uh, it is what the country. <laughs> Yakov Kaminsky are. Well, let me play another clip from the movie. Catch a show in Branson. Thank you. We're not having this conversation. Don't go Boy Scout on me. We don't have a rule book here. We call it the Constitution, and that's what makes us Americans. Hey, look, if you're going to be... Uh, <laughs> you know if you're going to be preached to by a movie, who better to do the preaching than Tom Hanks? Right. Well, and Hanks does plenty of pontificating in this preview. Huh? <laughs> but what if, what if the movie's all pontificating? Right, you know that's happened already. If you remember a film called Platitudes, oh. remember when that came out? Here we have the trailer. I'll play it for you. We cannot rise unless we stand. Only in rising we shall not fall. Your words speak louder than your thoughts. Together, there is no smaller group we can be than two. <laughs> we were once strangers, but. Nothing strange about knowing each other. Only when we have nothing to lose do we have everything to win. There are no nightmares when you're chasing your dreams. <laughs> Profound statement. Though we travel many roads, there is only one destination. There you go. A lot, lot, lot of thumping in that movie. That are, yeah, a lot yeah, of pounding yeah. of tables. Yeah, exactly. Well, you got to get your point across. All right, listen, let's take a break and get on with the guest segment of the show. We'll be back in 10 seconds to talk movies with stand-up comic Ryan Clark. Hey. Stay with us. Back in 10. Joining us for the second half of the show is a stand-up comic who you can often find in various comedy clubs littering the Los Angeles area. He shared the stage with the likes of Sarah Silverman, Ooh. Amy Schumer, Ooh. Chris D'Elia, and more. It's Ryan Clark, everybody. Hey. Hello. There you go. Hey, thank Hello, you. Hello, sir. My life just peaked. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This is oh, mine too. We're here with Ryan Clark. Cool. Yeah. It's a Ooh. double peak. Which well, is if exciting. it peaked, you just bring it down a little bit. Is it burying the needle? You're saying you just Twin bring peaks? it. Just it's crimson, crimson peak. <laughs> oh, yeah. I see. Yes. Uh, so, Ryan, you and I know each other because we both play with improv schmimprov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had Drew on the show a little while back. Mm -hmm. Drew Boudreau mm -hmm. is also with that group. Uh, and this is an improv comedy troupe in Orange County who plays in Fullerton. And they get huge crowds. So, note to self, LA actor, get out of Hollywood. If you're trying to do an improv show, they'll see it in Orange County. They're starving for entertainment, apparently, yeah. and get to a college town because these guys fill the place every Orange week. County's kind of just L.A.'s little sibling where <laughs> it's just a bunch of people who maybe have jobs at Disneyland going, ah, I can make it. You ever notice every Disneyland <laughs> reference out there? Ah, they just uh, laugh yeah. in their ass That's off. That's all they suggest. It's the JPL of wow. Orange County. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. How like, long have you been with Improv? Improv? I joined in 2004. Oh, oh wow. Long yeah. time. So, yeah. That's, yes, much. So it's taken me about a decade to make it to the valley. 
2004. That's about the time that Welcome. I think Bart thinks we're all starting started running goosebumps. Right? <laughs> That's when he's. I swear, Wikipedia said that like, like between 2004 and 2009, he wrote them all. I'd say maybe 91. Oh, okay. Oh. I read yeah. these things as a kid. So, oh, there you go. so you can explain yeah. us. TV show. Explain them to us, right? There yep. are they. Are they pamphlet size? Uh, they they were probably like roughly 120 pages. Okay, something oh, about that. That yeah. takes a day. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's, that's when not. you're in fourth grade, that's right. That's a month. Right. right. So are you like now all psyched to see the movie because you grew up with these goosebumps things? It's ah. it'd be weird. <laughs> or is it a betrayal? It's it's well, it's a weird. Th- My childhood has become very popular in movies. Like they're running out of things that yeah. I used to do as a kid Back to, the to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, Back to the Future kind of. No, well, that, that was a movie when I was a kid, but all these things I played with, you know, Transformers are, you know, is now a movie. Uh, they Battleship. Did Ninja, Battleship. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a weird one. Um, but John Carter, that book you read? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that existed in the 80s. Um, no, uh, but no, it's, yeah, they're just, there's just, my my childhood is profitable. Um, yeah, this, I mean, what did, did they, are there kids who will see Goosebumps now who are just reading New I books? Is I he still writing them? I mean, no. I they, they. I. I want to say they stopped in '96 or oh, something. Wow. Ninety. I don't. I, that could be wrong. I'm way off um, with my information. It's well, very possible. Yeah. There was a 2000 <laughs> series you mentioned. Oh, that's I, true. I think you read yeah. those in order. So yeah, there was a couple series after it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who who read those? Uh, yeah. Fourteen. That's true. You grow out of it, and he's got to yeah. try and get a new group. It's so. a weird. Like how if you. How old do you read it? Fourth grade to sixth. It grade? was a fourth grade uh, book. Okay. I, I read like I read them in fourth grade, and so if you were to take. A kid who was a fan of Harry Potter, yeah, you know, in sixth grade, wait for him to turn thirty-eight and then make a movie. Like that's what Goosebumps is doing yeah. right oh, now. That is, that is the interesting thing. The yeah. kids that the age that they read Goosebumps back then, they're now reading five hundred, six hundred, seven hundred page Harry Potter books. Yeah, some so of these, some of crazy. the readers of Goosebumps probably have kids that are older than when they read Goosebumps. <laughs> And kids today have all sorts of books available. We had James at 13, James at 14, James at 15, and that was it. <laughs> Maybe Hardy right. Boys and Nancy Drew and then and you done. Read it, and you I, like that's it. That's right. And I wonder if, like, <laughs> did, did you see all the Transformers movies? I saw the first one. Yeah. Okay. So See the fourth one. But you, you yeah, right, just jump to <laughs> just four. <laughs> uh, the, but you played with them when you were a kid, and then mm-hmm. when you were adult, you're like, oh, I want to see the movie. I wonder if people who read Goosebumps are not, oh, I want to see the movie. They're like, I'm done with that. That's for kids. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to go back to fourth grade Ryan right now, and I would imagine he's not that interested in seeing <laughs> checking in with Checking in with him? Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, well, they're well, all different. None of the books have anything to do with each other, yeah. except the sequels. Oh. Do you um, care about the other movies that are coming out? Crimson Peak, Bridge oh, of Spies. I didn't read those as a kid. <laughs> the Crimson <laughs> Peak. You yeah. didn't read those. No. He only watches movies <laughs> that he's read. Yeah. Did you read the Cold War when you were a kid? <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about that Uh-oh, movie. What one? Two questions. One. What movie? The the what one Adam just mentioned. Oh, okay. Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Troubled Spies. Sounds like a cereal. <laughs> Bridge of Spies. Um, I like it with milk. What but year is it supposed to take place in? Fifties. Is that the late fifties? Kind of spark, so. uh, it sparks the the Cold War, so I'd say a little yeah. early fifties. From the maybe. look of his jacket and his hat, I'd say fifties. Right, the, the period felt the fifties. I didn't think the Cold War started until the late fifties, early sixties. It 60s. starts at January first, nineteen fifty, ends December thirty first, nineteen fifty nine. The Cold yeah. War or the movie? The movie. Oh, okay. ah. 
Yeah, Bart, you're not about timelines today. <laughs> not your strong. Point. I don't know what's wrong with me. I know the audience is always chiming in. Can we get more timelines from Bart? <laughs> but not, perhaps not today. When, and how does a lawyer get this job? Oh, he got that because of a billboard ad. Oh, yeah, the accidentes? Yeah, the, the universe, you see them all the time. The government was going by. It was like Better Call Saul. Oh, okay. He had really good advertising. Did you say the government was going by? They're driving right. by. The government they was driving by. <laughs> I think from the preview, it looks like it's just ad. something he fell into. But how do you fall yeah, into yeah. that? That's how are you a, a, a renowned insurance it's lawyer? Not like, it's you got to like know a guy. You got to know a guy. got to know a guy. I want anyone to, t- to name one insurance lawyer right now. Uh, Selenium Barnes, and I can tell you why I know that. Selenium Barnes, Selino, Selino. Okay. I like that there was someone named Selenium for a second in my head. But anyway, okay, on your way from Fredonia <laughs> to on your way from Fredonia to Buffalo okay. on the highway, they have those billboards, and it's Selini and Barnes. I believe Selini is bald, and here's what's amazing about it, and the reason I remember this is because they're larger than life. And well, they, the billboard's bigger than they are, Karen. Well, wait till I tell you what happened. So <laughs> the billboard's happening, and it's big square, because we've seen a billboard. But they were so <laughs> clever, they decided that these guys were bigger than the billboard, so they have their heads sticking up over the top of the billboard. So you got Cellini and his big old bald dome, That's right? A big head. And then you got Barnes. Well, he's got hair on it. But there's nothing crazier than one time we were driving along <laughs> and fucking Cellini, it was cut off. And so he has no uh, hair. Uh, oh, it was really upsetting. Now, Cellini who, and Barnes. Who is the comic relief of the, of the duo of Cellini and Barnes? <laughs> Sounds now, like Cellini. Cellini. Yeah. <laughs> now, Cellini, that's enough out of it you. We're like, <laughs> we got to get this bridge built. You just have to imagine twice. like a straight man yelling the last name. Like, right. Barnes? Barnes? <laughs> Cellini? <laughs> So, yeah, it could have been him. So, thank God they found Tom Hanks' character. Right? Yeah, but insurance sales. Insurance Insurance lawyers. Lawyers. From what I know. He's not a lawyer for, like, accidentes. He's a lawyer for insurance. Like in Fight Club, right? Like, he's he's the. uh, (laughs) To make sure that the. He's the actuary? Claims adjuster, right? Yeah. 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 It's like. They're like a bulldog, though, aren't they? Because they just. Oh, maybe. Oh, I know. They Maybe they called him in because they shot down the U-2 spy plane and it was insured. So he's got to call <laughs> right. in and go, well, was it an actual accident? Yes. Was Russia really shoot it down? Or were you just driving like an asshole? That's true, though, because the whole point, the whole point of an insurance lawyer is to make sure that you don't get one penny off that claim. So yeah. the whole thing is he's going to defunct and debunk everything you say. So he's the perfect person to go over there and negotiate because he's not going to give them dick. Really? Your back hurts because I saw you shoveling the driver yesterday. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I swear I saw that U2 spy plane flying over yesterday. Are you sure? Have we matched the... Uh, yeah. Now, <laughs> Ryan, let's get back uh, Let's get back to Ryan. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, we took off. That's right. Uh, because you grew up here in Southern California, right? Yep. You're the guy because I've heard yep. about the person that, that's from here. from here. Everyone else yeah. is from a cold I place. Never done that's, that. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, what is a movie experience like for you growing up here? I mean, because I, I did, I couldn't see everything mm-hmm. in upstate New York where I grew up. Not everything came there. Oh, really? You know, it wasn't a big deal. Even today, if I go back to upstate New York to start talking about movies, people don't know what I'm talking about. I have to live in a place where there's constant movie talk all the time. So I'm yeah. right because being here. Back, back where we're from, they only have like maybe ten. A th- even if a cinema has ten theaters in it, it's only going to be the ten movies that are the top of the box office. So we don't get to see anything that's even mildly. Just middle yeah. of the road like art, popularity. Like art house stuff, There's right? none of that. Oh. You had everything. You we had are, everything. Uh, up until now, I just thought the whole country had every movie. Yeah, exactly. We're opening okay. your eyes a little, aren't we? I've I've learned something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was I was born in the right place for movies. Yes. Um, 
No, I don't know. It's uh, you'd have movie theaters. I lived in the valley, or I was born in the valley, so it wasn't. I wasn't in the thick of everything. I was just. I've always been around the perimeters. I guess, well, but you, you probably ended up at like preview screenings and stuff. That's like a big thing out here. Like, did, did you ever see like a? Did you ever go to a preview screening like early on, like a famous movie or something like that? I that's what I think. As a kid, I was invited to see Happy Gilmore. Oh, fun! Um, I didn't do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> good story. I was invited. Uh, somebody handed out a pamphlet. You know what? You got to watch those though, because a lot of times that's hey, we're testing Happy Gilmore to see if people think it's funny. Come check it out, and then you're gonna see you know whatever early cut of the movie. So beware of those. And now it always bothers me too because they'll they'll show you a movie and then they give you a paper to fill out, and so I start getting like really specific with how I would fix it, and then I go, they're not paying me for this. <laughs> I'm not gonna fix their movie for free, and then I want to put my number and say, you want to hear what I have yeah. to say? Pay me. <laughs> Make your own damn movie. Make your, I've, totally. I've written that before. Just make your movie and I wrote have the balls at, to show it to me. I wrote that at Collateral. You yeah. think Michael Mann doesn't know how to make a movie and the studio's <laughs> got to go in, show it to us, and say, what could he do better? What? I'm not going to tell Michael Mann what he could do better. We saw Pacific Rim, right? Which was cool because oh, Guillermo yeah. del Toro came to the hallway afterwards and got our actual opinions on it. Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, what did you write on yours? Somebody wrote, Somebody maybe it was Charlie wrote like... Not enough flubber? Not enough. <laughs> I wrote that. Thank Thank you. <laughs> you can I say that about any movie, though. Yeah, <laughs> not enough flubber. <clears throat> I was a little disappointed in the uh, in that screening. It wasn't that rough. It wasn't that it rough. I wanted much... to see like cardboard cutout yeah. things because before the film, they come out and they they set the table. They're like, "Look, guys, uh, not all the effects are done. Not yeah. everything's been tweaked. The Meanwhile, clean. yeah, there's plenty of yeah, effects because there's giant robots yeah. fighting giant monsters and like." Maybe they're not shaded the way you'd <laughs> yeah. like, but... Yeah. Oh, well, the shadow isn't falling accurately? All oh, right, I could have used a little yeah. flubber. <laughs> I have an More important flubber. question. Okay, so you grew up in the valley, mm-hmm. and I am a little bit older than you, and so when I was growing up, it was all I could do to want to be a valley girl. The that valley was thing was totally big. And the, yeah. huge and awesome, and I totally talked like this all the time. Did you know valley girls, like, for real? Like Probably. What, what yeah. Was no, I, what was that? No, I, well, I don't, no, I, it's kind of, I mean, my, my junior. Okay, you're not from the valley, are you, Ryan? I this am from the big scam. I am from the valley. I'm just it's not from, I'm not from the whitest part of the valley. Uh, There's a so, non-white part of the valley? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. No, uh, so yeah, no, I guess, you know, I mean, where I went to school, I was kind of, I was, I was known as one of the white kids. <laughs> um, so I mean, there were Valley girls. Well, I, no, you maybe stumped them, Karen. You I really did. stumped them. Yeah. I totally well, when, stumped them because that's when, awesome. when I moved here. Because I, I thought I thought of that thing. You lived in the Valley, I, uh-huh. so I moved into the Valley when I first moved here, and I realized like I don't know what the Valley girl thing was, but there's so much Valley. There's yeah. like yeah. a there's like four cities worth of valley. <laughs> it's and you're like I don't know what Reseda, Panorama there, City. There's Is a lot of valley. Yeah, to get to that next mountain, you got to yeah. hike. Yeah. There's yeah. also the idea that porn was shot in the valley, so maybe that's what you were dealing with, Ryan, as a kid. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I did a lot of porn as Excellent. a kid. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is actually what Ryan did in his garage. I want to. Oh, don't play it. Oh, I love this song. What is this? This is uh, or something. This is well. This is Dawn of the Dead. Oh, that's right, Dawn of the Dead. This is such a funny track. Uh, Is that you on the xylophone? Yeah. Is this? (laughs) This is a track. This is where I come in. 
That's oh, Valley yeah. Rage. Yeah. Ah! Are you a punk band? I am. A1, oh, A18, awesome. represent. Ah, you sound <laughs> like Brody Stevens. Uh, one of the best, uh, perhaps one of the best punk band names of all time, Ryan? Homesick Abortions. Ah, yeah. that's, that's awesome. amazing. <laughs> Homesick Abortions? That's amazing. Yeah, this is... Uh, this is oh, that's just awesome. I love this. I just did a, uh, a pilot project and went to an all-day metal festival. Oh, really? Yeah, and it was just a metal fest out in, I don't know, what, like San Bernardino Oh, was it It's Not Dead? No, no, no. Oh. It, was, it was put on by, like, Monster Energy Drink, which okay. was great because there was Monster Energy Drink everywhere, or Rockstar <laughs> or something like that. Uh, but I, Slayer played, King Diamond played. Are you a fan? Uh, I know Are Slayer. Are you a metal fan? I'm, well, that's, I'm more punk, punk I guess. Yeah, more punk. Uh, it's weird to talk about. No, no, I have I a question. Okay. I have a serious question about this. Yes. Um, that was you. Yeah. That's your band. Yes. That is currently in existence. Yes. Okay. Does that sound good to you? And, and I'm not. <laughs> All right, Ryan, no, let no, no, me no, no, just no. say he's nicknamed like, Grandpa Kai. Okay. No, like no. like acoustically, or does it sound like a thing that sounds good, or does it musically sound appealing to you? It's if if you didn't fall into it when you were 17, mm-hmm. you will never get it. Okay. If that, like, yeah, so I'm safe. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's, <laughs> if I were to introduce it to you now, you'd just be like, "Oh, what? The, this is noise." But but, but it does sound know, like you like you like hearing it. If you, it's all I listen to. <laughs> no, 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 my, no, who's a good scream rock? I just lady? all I do is listen to myself. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my no, bet. my my brothers. Um, he's I uh, got friends and stuff, and one of them, this bass player guy, who's probably like 21. He plays this stuff, and man, it's friggin' hard. The bass part is so hard because he has to go so friggin' fast. The speed metal it's is crazy. crazy. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's crazy. And then the drummer, he um, not only has drum pedals, but he has these drum pedals rigged up with double bass drum hits. I don't know if you guys do that. No. It's you have to in speed metal, fierce. right? It's not. There's not gonna be enough drum unless you no, do that. Yeah. I mean, listen to that again. Listen it's to how. Really listen to how much guitar playing and 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 There's and, and a lot drums. of shit going on this at one time. This is crazy. Yeah, I, it's, I'm impressed. It's, it's four notes. I know, <laughs> but you have to play as fast as you can. Really fast. That's one more than Nirvana. Two yeah. more than Merle Haggard. Uh, <laughs> you don't need to do but a lot. I do want to ask you this because it. A lot of people would say you're just yelling, but do you really take a second to really think about the lyrics when you write them? How yeah, there's you... lyrics there. Yeah, it's awesome. uh, it's it's similar to stand-up. You just don't need to worry about jokes. That's it. It's all the same topics. Okay, so you're yeah. talking about that girl who's a bitch who doesn't... Like, because a lot of guys, when I go see stand-up, they're always talking, talking about, about my girlfriend is bitches. stupid, and she's a bitch, and she's such a whore, and... She's dumb. Yeah. How how white no. people walk different from black people? You yeah. do a lot and of that. That's how men that's and women we, that's are how so we sing, different. We sing about airline food. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but t- like yeah. this, yeah. this yeah. would be the greatest. We, we, we right? sing about how cell phones Dude, are you, weird now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> you just go for the greatest idea to take classic stand-up tropes mm-hmm. and sing them like this mm-hmm. would be out of control. Yeah, that's. I would be I, as a pop culture fan. Like I think that's amazing. That's what we've been doing. That's cool because even punk though has more of a sense of humor than other music, doesn't it? Oh, I'd sure. say so. Mm-hmm. Do you call yeah. that punk? Sure. That oh, that punk. I don't know. I don't know. Because yeah. yeah. Adam kept calling it that, speed metal. Is that called noise metal or something it's, like that? Or noise? It's, or, it's yeah. called a hobby. Noise. <laughs> 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 what? Well, but, but you know the, you know the genre of music. <laughs> this song play, again? Right? <laughs> <laughs> the only one I got. I should have given you a second oh, song. Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> but you're a fan of the genre, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's great when you're 16 and you have daddy issues. Uh, <laughs> right. Wait, so you've segued into stand-up. Okay. So let's do that yeah. now. All right. Okay. When did you start doing that? I started doing stand-up stand-up uh, like 
2011. Oh, so recently. Yeah, so you've already it's a little performed more on, a, on stage with some of these uh, big yeah. names. Yeah, cool. Are you sure it wasn't more like 1993? Ah! When Bart, you're, you're out of a timeline conversation. Yeah, <laughs> you're thinking of Goosebumps. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in order to get going, Ryan, did you do the, I mean... This is probably the reason I try not to do stand-up. But did you go through all the hell of having to stand in those damn lines and getting picked and getting a time and then going into like no, the open I, no, mics? No, I. It was um, the, bring, that's, the that's bringer. That's hard, show. Yeah. man. Uh, well, I, I'll do bringers here and there mm-hmm. still. Um, that's a bitch. Uh, Good for but you. But doing um, starting with improv for me, I kind of bypassed a lot of that open mic. Maybe I should be going back and doing some of those sometimes <laughs> still, but. Uh, um, just doing doing um, schmimprov for so long, I got really I was able to get comfortable in front of an audience, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know I was just able to start tr- just trying to write jokes. And I was you know the first time I tried doing doing stand up, I was already comfortable enough to try it. So um, um, yeah, doing improv first, I, I was able to bypass a lot. But uh, uh, what would you say your improv home is? Is that Second City Improv Olympic UCB? Uh, I, well, yeah, I did. Uh, I've I've studied at UCB and I'm doing classes at uh, Second City right now. Good, but, cool. Um, I mean, I started I started doing schmimprov years before I started doing any of that. And oh so, wow. You know, I mean, if you want to relate it to like step up to the streets, like I started, <laughs> I started doing improv in the streets. We do. <laughs> we, we insist you relate. We, do. Like, you know, we insist right. a movie metaphor. Metaphor. We, we, so we, yeah, okay. we try and analogize yeah. everything around so, step up to the streets. You know, so <laughs> yeah, everybody who went to a school, they're like the ballet dancers of, ah. of improv, and you yeah. know, we just yeah, well, you're we refining just pre- them, pretended. Right? Yeah, we pretended yeah. to fuck each other. <laughs> <in front> of, <laughs> that means we're all Burishnikov, you guys. By yeah. the way, because ah. we went to Chicago, so it's like the Russia. Fancy, of yeah. ballet. That's uh, that's that's the balletist of. No, improv. explains Adam's bulge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. Let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about the question I ask everyone who comes on this show. Okay. What's your favorite movie of all time? Favorite movie. Um. Uh, I okay. I'll say the movie that had the biggest impact on me, and we were talking about Spielberg was Justify uh, It. However, you was like. Jurassic Park. Ah. As, as a as a kid, oh. right, I would say it had it had the biggest. I was. I was 10 years old when it came out in theaters. Mm-hmm. I was I wanted to be a paleontologist as a kid, mm-hmm. so I was a huge dinosaur nerd. Oh, that's perfect. As a child. So that was to you like Top um, Gun was to everybody in my uh, uh, my grade in, school. In, in, oh, in your, okay, yeah. Did they all want to be Air Force? <laughs> ah, so, oh my God! Everybody okay. was going into the Air Force the day after they all saw that. Yeah. So as calm down, guys. As a kid, to see a movie about a subject that you were obsessed about mm-hmm. in a uh, with uh, computer graphics that were never around before, mm-hmm. you know it, that was just, and it was also the movie I've seen most in theaters. Still yeah. considered some of the best uh, yeah. effects. Isn't I that think. crazy? Like whatever machine they made those digital effects with, they clearly threw out. Yeah. And then we had to yeah. find, we had to re- recreate <laughs> that over the next ten years, right? <laughs> yeah. Like the dinosaurs in that look so good. Yeah. And if you look at anything else made for the next like ten years, you're like, oh my god, just, just so I, missing yeah. it. I sometimes wonder if it really is that or. If People just got smarter, and they just see it all now. Because when Jurassic Park came out, you're just like, "I'll buy anything." Yeah, but did you see the 3D reissue of Jurassic Park for its 20th anniversary? Mm -mm. Still look great. Mm -hmm. Give it a give it another view. You'd be like, "These these dinosaurs are so great." I was busy reading the Goosebumps (laughs) book. It's the filmmaking, though. I mean, that's why. 
That they cut so much to puppets and other things and reaction shots. Yeah. That's yeah. why it succeeds. I don't know if the digital effects. If that if that dinosaur continued to just continued to walk and continued to walk and continued to walk instead of cutting away to all these reaction shots that's and everything. That's smart filmmaking. That's exactly. using everything that you have at exactly. your disposal. That's, and that's why it's so good. The latest it, Jurassic Park movie. I think the the moment that it missed is the the things that made the first movie special is like whenever we learned about dinosaurs through Jeff Goldblum's character taking the water and putting on the back of the hand mm. stuff like that uh, there was just none of that kind of it's it's missing a pretentious mathematician yes, it's it true was, oh. it was <laughs> yeah. missing Goldblum like Phantom Menace missed Harrison Ford yeah mm. but um that's Drew Boudreaux's favorite movie of all time, too. Phantom Menace? Uh, no, okay. Jurassic World, <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> so you guys can have a talk yeah. about that. That's a, good, that's a good question. You know, some people really hate Phantom Menace. Some people will somewhat defend it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm somewhere in between. But it's nobody's favorite movie. No. Right? It's no. nobody. And then people will even say, well, you know, kids who were five at the time, they do like Jar Jar or whatever. They're now nostalgic for it. Five. It's their Star Wars movie. But even those kids now, however old they are, it is not their favorite movie. Yeah. It is nobody's favorite, favorite What's movie. What's your favorite movie? Finding Nemo. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, how can j- kids that are five love Big Purple Dinosaur? They have no yeah. discernible taste. When I, yeah. They're, they're idiots. Great. They're, they're idiots. Five-year-olds are idiots, idiots. always. always. <laughs> Five-year-olds are always idiots. Always. <laughs> What's the first movie you saw in the theater here in the Valley? The Fly. <gasps> no oh, kidding. What? I, that's awesome. I had that's a amazing. dad that... I, I love your dad. He's brilliant. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's awesome. No, it, it created a big fight because I was two and he brought oh, me to see it in theaters. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. That would be that's scary the, for two That's the best answer to what's the first R-rated movie you've Two? Yeah, no, it was. Oh, that's that's awesome. He shouldn't have. Did you like it? <laughs> I I don't remember. I remember oh, yeah. being. I, I I saw it through my fingers. You uh, to this day, you probably are afraid to fly. Holy I'm, crap! Yeah, no, Holy shit! That's amazing. That's yeah, a that's great amazing. movie. Did Dad need a quiet, dark place for two hours to? <laughs> Collect his thoughts. <laughs> Is that why he went someplace oh, cool to sweat? No, this it was out. probably like I've got to watch the kids for the week and put them in a movie. I'm gonna be at the bar next door. The Muppet movie was sold out apparently. Yeah. I, the same thing happened with Dead Man Walking. He just like let me, my sister, my cousin. He just what? bought us tickets, let us watch it. Then we got kicked out, and we had to wait outside of the movie for a while for him to come back. All right, if my math's right, at least you're 12 then. Right, I'm assuming so you don't talk to Dad yeah. anymore. Yeah. No, it's right. we got a thing. <laughs> <laughs> he plays bass in the Homesick Abortion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, uh, yeah, it's, it's his band. It's <laughs> oh, that's but that's interesting. That's we, we went around the room to your first R-rated movie. Now I'm actually forgetting what your first R-rated movies was in my, the theater. Yeah. yeah, mine was The Jerk, and at six, that was really hip. That you know, like like that was like a Steve Martin movie in the theater. Like that was really cool. And there was like a little debate in my family of like, uh, I don't know, he's a little young for. But I already knew Steve Martin was, and I was like, this was a really cool thing that I shouldn't be seeing. So it had all that stuff to it. It's like I shouldn't be here, and yet of course this is fine for a six year old. Like okay, so he uses the N word or whatever. There's some curse words in it or whatever, but it's like that's a pretty good movie for a six year old actually, because it's yeah. Steve Martin being ridiculous stripes for me and i think you know you got the shower shot when john larroquette's looking at the naked oh girl. yeah there's other than that in it. yeah. it's just goofy fun yeah you know yeah, i want to say spy, spies like us or something <gasps> they're gonna say spike it's that's amazing spike kids <laughs> I, I really didn't go to the theater it's a hard that's, that's hilarious hard. date yourself to like how old you want to be perceived as like i think it was goldeneye <laughs> <laughs> is stir crazy rated r 
I, I think it so. is. That was it then. Oh, Mom nice. and Dad took took us to see Star Trek. I laughed amazing. like a. Like I mean, a are you seeing a Richard Pryor movie? Oh, yeah. oh my God, that's In that's the radical. That's yeah. All right, let's but get on. Fly. Let's get on to. <laughs> what did you see this week? What did you see this week, Table? Well, Paul and I went to see Steve Jobs. Oh, you did? And it was great. Was, was it? it prestige? It was yes. good, yes. but not. It wasn't too prestige. Was it better it was, than Jobs? Yeah, I <laughs> I'm going to say yes, even though I didn't see Jobs. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I've think any of us saw that. Jobs. Did I've you? never I've seen that. Yeah. Did you see that, right? Michael no. Fassbender yeah. was Nobody great. did. No, so yeah. this was Nobody great. Nobody did. Are you ever seeing it? No. No. Because I got this now. And this is Sorkin. This is, yeah. That movie is lost to time already. You know, you get tired just watching them walk and talk. You do. The Sorkin walk and talk is in yeah. full effect in Steve All Jobs. The time. They got shit well, to do. They got things to say. Now, people to talk to. Now I heard the format was this is three times where he's about to give the big speech yeah. before the Apple, where he's going to invent the, he's going to introduce the iMac and the change iPhone, the world, right? Yeah. And change <laughs> the world each time he changes yeah. the world. That's a fascinating format. That's an art house format. Yeah, we actually lucked out because living in L.A. and the Valley, we were able to go to a screening of it, and I didn't really. Sometimes you know you're doing something cool, but you don't realize it until all of a sudden everyone starts walking out on stage. So the moderator came out and, you know, some lady, nice lady, whatever. And then I see I see Jeff Daniels hanging out. And I'm like, what? oh, Jeff Daniels is here. That's cool. And then you see uh, Seth Rogen. And what? then then you see Kate Winslet come around the corner. No way. And then uh, the director came out and Aaron Sorkin came out. It was oh crazy God. time. It was Hollywood, crazy. right? It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. That's not how the book is written. I guess the uh, Sorkin saying... That yeah, the, Sorkin the, rewrote it to add drama. Yeah, so he moved oh, some things you. in his life to put them all yeah. in this one time yeah. you know, of, of pre, predating so each So it always uh, seems like horrible stuff yeah. happens right before he gives a speech. Yeah. And then they, they have a funny line about it towards yeah. the end, too. He's like, so does everyone I know go get drunk and come yell at me before one of these things or something like that? But it was really uh, fascinating, and the question and answer was really great. I wish Michael cool. Fassbender were there, because he's hot yeah, but he's, in the movie. He's British, right? Irish. Same, the other thing. same thing. Yeah. And Kate Winslet is something else. <laughs> British. Yeah, British. So the two main leads in this about an American and icon, thank you very little, rest of world. Well, she's German. Look, nobody can play an American icon like British people. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, no, wait. Her, her character is German or some sort oh. of. Uh, okay, Northern I'm going to let that German. slide. I'm going to let that slide. Polish, I think, Polish, actually. Yeah. Something. And then Danny Boyle's Irish, the director. Well, he can make And he said, here's what he did, and I think this is pretty cool. Um, Seth Rogen had a good comment about this in the Q&A. He said that, you know, a lot of times these crews are working for like a year putting together a plan yeah. on how to shoot the movie. We got the DP working with all these people and the sound guys are doing all this and they're finding the places to shoot and they're taking like a year to do this. The actors come in and they go, what is this scene? Okay, yeah, let's do it. It's be fun. <laughs> right? But uh, he, uh, They Danny actually Boyle, got rehearsal and I was so jealous because you never, whenever we do stuff, we show up, we don't even have a script. We're handed yeah, it five yeah. minutes before we go on and then we're supposed to act like we know what's happening. Oh, I'm Sorry, Paul. <laughs> You're welcome, America. But you couldn't tell, could you, audience? But because it was shot in three acts, they had rehearsal, shot one, mm. took a, a week to ten days off, rehearsed in those ten days. We'll and they her, rehearsed you know. like we do for theater. They would actually tape out the locations on the floor and have a rehearsal hall. And awesome. I would love to do that. That'd be amazing. Yeah, and walk and talk, do the Sorkin walk and talk, do everything, you know. Know their lines. Know your lines. Yeah, and they came in and they said it's the first time you they know? ever felt like we know our shit and let's and do this. And the they banged crew it appreciated it because they, they realized like that they were ready to go too. So when yeah. they got there to work... Nobody was like, oh, here are these guys. They don't know what's going on. Everybody was like, oh, great. Okay, well, let's keep going. Let's do it again because that was pretty hot. So. Yeah, there's a scene in the middle act that Jeff Daniels and Michael Fassbender that 
they're coming to a head in this one conversation, and it's cutting back and forth to previous conversations That's of theirs, cool. and it's also cutting Whoa. to an Apple board meeting Whoa. with this uh, driving music and this Danny Boyle, you know, a fast Slumdog Millionaire type editing. And, man, it's it's a... You're sweating when that movie's over. They're working. Danny oh, Boyle. However, this was a double feature day. I didn't get to see the Ooh. first movie, but Paul saw... The Walk, which you must oh see in 3D. I cannot uh, okay. effing wait. That billboard scares me. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> know, right? The 2D He's trailer wake me up. He's going to die. Does he die? Blow the ending for me. He dies, doesn't he? Because he's got to die. Because look at what he's doing. This is why I'm into it. I'm, I, I, I've seen the footage. So I've you're seen the sure he's died? I, I am absolutely... He's got to die. You look at what he's doing. I don't even... Even if I look at Wikipedia, whether he died or not, it does not it matter. matter. The suspense of walking between those two buildings. Are you kidding me? You're going to die. Well, the recreation of place is phenomenal. Awesome. That Because... There are just countless scenes on top of the World Trade Center. Oh, and they're talking oh, to guys oh, on the other oh, side on CBs who are on oh, the other top of the other so tower. And it's like, th- none of this is happening. Oh. Like, the whole, there's, you watch that movie, and none of it happened. In honor like, of Back <laughs> to the Future 2, we should go see Robert Zemeckis' new movie, man. I am. <laughs> you should. Yes. And he's, and he's great. And it, it, it's got a nostalgic feel to it because he's pulling out all the stops yeah. with crazy uh, ways to tell the story. Like, he's got shots, you know, from behind. He's going up to. To cross off a date on a calendar, but they're shooting from behind the uh, calendar. He's crawling a big X in the screen. Then they push through that into the scene. He's him doing so all that much. kind of shit. I could give or take some of that stuff, but um, overall, there's a real uh, loose fun. And I think on here last week, I said it's going to be a challenge for Joseph Gordon Levin to match Philip Petit's actual energy. Because mm-hmm. if you've seen the documentary Man on Wire about yeah. this whole thing, his energy is off the chart. He does it. Your boyfriend, love it. He's great. You'll, li- you'll like that. And he's in. Ri- he's ripped. Bart got and- such a smile on his face. Yeah, and he's ripped, that. and you know, he's you know. He, he sounds he dreamy kinda, in this. He kind of has that. Face Does he wear like- tight pants, Paul? Yes. Yeah. He kind of has that face like he did in Looper, where they <clears throat> just did something to make his face different. Well, they they give him a prosthetic nose in that to make him look more like Bruce Willis. Yeah. Okay, yeah. but did they, they? It seems like they did something in the walk. I think it's the hair. Where, he's oh. got fake hair. Oh, he's got hair. Yeah. Okay. His he's got a haircut. Okay. Fake hair. That's what it was. Yeah. His hair. Oh, Sorry. is he going bald? No, he's got a strange French, French wig. He's, for he's got a different oh, hair. Weird yeah. floppy hair thing. You should check it out. It's his French and hair. It, for some reason, the movie I want French hair. Bar, just go get a Burt Reynolds wig oh, and just I bring it in. should just do it. Man. Yes, I should. Just start, I mean, seriously. I've like, got 500 bucks. I could go do this. But seriously, like, go get four wigs and just start bringing them. Just, just start, start wearing, wearing them on the show because so no one would know. Nobody does that. I'd have to wear my headset like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. put over your hair. I know no, you, I don't want to ruin the hair. I know you get all Liberace about your hair once you start doing that's it, right? That's right. It'd be so good. That's part of the fun. I'm going to go get a Burt Reynolds. Well, get listen, Burt this Reynolds. movie is tanking for some reason. Oh. They tried the, the they tried the Everest oh. rollout of IMAX and then going to wide release, and it didn't Ugh. hit. Oh. Uh, people are still going to The Martian, and they should see that, too, because that movie's right, fantastic. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm encouraging everyone, go see The Walk, yeah. see it in 3D, and I'm not often you know, saying you got to do 3D. But you really do. And you will wig out the whole uh, last half hour of that movie. I could not handle my life. I can't handle it in theory. You're right. describing it to me. I can't handle it. I can't yeah. imagine seeing it. It's still an IMAX, right? There's still it's still, oh, out I, there. So, I still yeah. have time, right? I think so. God, IMAX 3D. Can you imagine? Have you seen those uh, videos of kids who go to the top of skyscrapers and they take selfies? And GoPros and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it just looks like that, the movie. Now, hang on a second. I only saw one movie, but I um, I saw the Steve Jobs movie. But I did do something I've always wanted to do, and I'm so excited that I did it. I dragged Paul and my friend Diana 
to lunch at Arts Delicatessen over in Studio City. And Arts Delicatessen, for folks that don't know any better, it's just a delicatessen, no big deal. However, for those of us who are huge Ghostbusters fans, ah. it's where Dan Aykroyd first gave the idea to Ivan Reitman about having these guys in space who fight ghosts in this other dimension. And Ivan Reitman's like, you know what I'm thinking? New York. Why don't we just put these guys in New York? Kind of like firemen or policemen. They fight mm. ghosts. Arts delicatessen people. Whoa. Were you inspired? Did you come up with any movie ideas while you're sitting there having uh, on pastrami? Came, I, yeah, I had pastrami. Did you? Okay. Of course I did. Um, I, I did. I took a picture and put it on Facebook of me drawing the Ghostbusters logo, and I just want to say, <laughs> I that's was, what that was. That I drew ah, that freehand. That was not a dick and balls. And, uh, it was not a dick and balls. <laughs> it looked like a dick it and balls. A, it looked a little like dick and balls. <laughs> I was inspired to draw that when I was there. No, I didn't come up with any good movie ideas. Maybe fighting ghosts with giant dick and balls <laughs> might be good. I'm sorry. It was fun. Uh, I also saw this Spinal Tap th throwback Thursdays at the NoHo 7. They were showing old movies. Oh, yeah? They're still doing that through the end of October. Did you see with the crowd? How big a crowd? Yeah. It's 70, 80 people, something yeah, like that. Isn't that great? It was great. Uh, and you forget, the crowd, and yeah. it's one of those movies that you forget how funny it is until you see it yeah. again. You go, oh, there's all that extra funny. And... You, they make it look easy, and you know it's not. Uh, yeah. As all these how, other movies have failed since uh, that. How great is it? Because I saw The Big Lebowski in the theater, the packed oh, New Beverly, fun. right? 300 people plus. When there's a classic joke, like turn it up to 11, yeah. there's something amazing when you're with a huge crowd or a big crowd or just any crowd at all that we all know it's going to hit the moment that we're, we, we love to laugh at. Yeah. So the tittering that begins and slowly leads up to that and and it, it's a, it's just the way it But the silence it. too because you were going to wait. Yeah. We got, we yeah, everybody exactly. shut up. Everybody shut up. <laughs> <laughs> the line's coming. But it, it goes to 11. And the big laugh. Then we, exactly. saw, good, uh, then we saw Good Night Mommy. Austrian horror film. So Karen, Karen and I split on that one. I forgot about um, that. I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, Karen says no. What do you say? You no, actually, I didn't like it too you much. You want to see the trailer <laughs> is what you want to see. I love the trailer. Yeah, it's you amazing. Don't but I mean, if I'm movie. a fan of like Insidious and Sinister, no. still, no. No. Baba they Duke. don't do anything. For the first 40 minutes of the movie, you're like, yeah. hang on a second. Is this really nothing happening? Uh, trying to do a slow build didn't but didn't take for me. It's like a Swedish film, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It totally. Yeah. If you're into a different style, that's the thing. Yeah. You look at that. You look at that trailer and you go, "Oh, this looks really good." And you go, "But wait a second. Is this movie from Finland?" Really, really long take. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You're there like, was a oh, point right. at the end of the movie where they were doing a long take of two people standing there, and it felt like Mob Squad because uh. they were standing there and they weren't moving. <laughs> And then they you were their moving. Credits were gonna roll. Yeah. And no, and no oh, a police squad, yeah. A police squad. I'm sorry. And, 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 and they were like, "Wait, wait is this a joke?" <laughs> and then it's too long. And then they sort of move a little because they're breathing. I'm like, "Oh." More coffee, is? Frank. <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, that didn't do it for me. If there's no. payoff. I was really wanted payoff, and there was, but it wasn't enough. Do you no, see anything, Ryan? It's no, the visit. Uh, the <clears throat> actually, uh, I yeah, saw a movie that. Made me laugh the hardest that's that I've laughed at a long time. Spy Hard. Um, yeah, Spy <laughs> Hard. Yeah, the Leslie Nielsen. Yeah, <laughs> I just got it. Um, no, um, no, the the movie I just saw was uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Oh yeah, have you oh. seen that? I want. Have you to. heard of it? I got no. Movie Pass. It's hilarious. Right after oh, that, left the theater. It's hilarious. Oh, that's the vampire movie yeah, with the uh, Flight of the Concord. Yeah, Jermaine guys. from uh, Flight of the Concord. It's it's um. Is that in theaters? No, I I saw oh, okay. it. I saw it at home. Um, okay. Yeah. It's uh, 
it reminded me of did you see Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. yeah. It reminded like I loved it. I loved this movie like I love Shaun of the Dead because Shaun Ooh. of the Dead was essentially just a real zombie movie with comedic characters. Yeah. And what we do in the shadows is a movie about real vampires, but they're just kind of in comedic situations. <laughs> so there's there's funny stuff, and it's just you're kind of seeing vampires doing what they would do in a normal day-to-day basis if they had to live together, because it's about a bunch of vampires who live together, and they just deal with roommate crap. I'm going to say it sounds like real-world <laughs> yeah. vampires. But then there's just moments where real vampire crap happens, and it just becomes bloody and nasty and violent. And I loved that about the movie because it's just they're real vampires that you're just seeing a lighter side of rather than just making fun of vampires. Yeah, I wanted to see that. We got Movie Pass, the great uh, Netflix for Greatest theaters. Greatest ever. Pass, yeah. That is why I saw Hello, Mommy. Well, that and the fact that I wanted to because the trailer was so good. But I don't feel bad about it because Movie Pass. Yeah. And Movie Pass came out. We got ours right after that left the theater because that was one oh, thing yeah. I wanted to go and see Dude. with it, but I missed it. it. Yeah. But now, yeah, I'll check it out at yeah, home. Yeah, I, 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 after I finish, because I, I watched that not wanting to watch it, and so I was kind of in a, if I don't watch it, then I watched it, and I was like, ah, I'm glad I watched it. <laughs> I love those movies that win you over. I liked it, but I'm not going to admit that I liked it to the people <laughs> who made me watch it. That's a hit movie to like, though. Dude, it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I read about that in Empire, and I was waiting for it to hit the States. I still haven't seen it. Yeah, I can't wait to see that. Bart, what's the TBS report? Uh, The playoffs are on, Paul, so I didn't get to see anything. All right. Well, let's get on to the final part of (laughs) it. Oh, by the way, I didn't get to play this. Oh, I love this. What is this? (laughs) That's the Stroke and Seth Rogen's Shaft theme. Ah! I should mention God. I did love we him and Steve Jobs as well. So, <laughs> all right, let's get on to Karen's big finale. Uh, look at the week in celebrity birthdays. It's Karen's birthdays. Let's do birthdays? it. I know it's weird. All right, get ready, Paul. Let's start off our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Ms. Mia Wasikowska. Vas e kov. Where did you find that? Who turns 26? It's out there if you're. But can play. I was I was trying to learn how to actually say it and found it. But can play anywhere from a blonde in a magical land to a blonde in a magical house. This week, Mia stars in Crimson Peak about a girl seeking a girl seeing unspeakable things in her home, and that is fitting because. One of Mia's earliest childhood memories is walking down the corridor with her sister Jess in the middle of the night to see her brother Kai being born on the living room floor. Whoa, that's scary. Yeah, that's pretty hot. You may not have heard much about Mia. She's an Australian actress and has been in a few movies, but she's doing very well financially. Bart, you're going to love this. Married rich, huh? You, I don't know how this happened, but this is according to IMDb. You're ready to be hated by Bart. <laughs> according to IMDb. She didn't now, start off in a good place, I'll tell you that much, Adam. <laughs> All I'm saying is we barely have heard of her. That's She's right. Been in some movies. We can we barely can't pronounce say her. her name. We can barely pronounce her. Yeah. She is tied with Alice in Wonderland co-star Johnny Depp as the second highest grossing film actor of 2010. What? Hmm. Only the fuck she behind is? Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, she was who was the highest grossing star in 2010. She was in Alice in Wonderland, and somehow she negotiated lots of money. Got like points and back end yeah. stuff. Wow. Right Whoa. up there with That's Johnny Depp. Heat. That is huge, dudes. Wow. Yeah, there's there's got to be some other something going on there. Well, I didn't mention a prostitution ring. But anyway, oh, oh. next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Miss Joan Cusack, who turns oh, 53. God. 
but she can play anywhere from a sister to a best friend. Did you know that she joined the cast of Silent Live for one season? Yes. No. Yes. This is so funny. This is the year we got our VCR in my family. <laughs> After a long technology drought, we finally got a VCR. And I had had years where I'd tape record Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, yeah. And listen to them again. But finally, I was going to be able to videotape it. And it, we waited and waited and waited for the season premiere. And it was that season <laughs> with Robert Downey Jr. And yeah. you're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> it's Anthony a little Michael different Hall. this year. Yeah, Anthony Michael Hall. Now, we all know her from her acclaimed work in broadcast news, and oh she was God. also Oscar-nominated so for her performance in Working Girl. But what movies wasn't she in? She was in My Blue Heaven, so don't try to trick me. <laughs> I've made a wasn't little quiz. She, she was not okay. in Patton. <laughs> <laughs> Did I'm I gonna, win? No, I'm going to give you the name of a movie. And you tell me whether or not Joan Cusack oh, was in this movie. This is actually be a good one because, God. Here we go. Now, remember, I'm going to try to trick you. Did, okay. I, did I take one away from you already? No, no. Okay. See, the key to success here is finding the pattern, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to read you like Sherlock In that Holmes. case, in that case, <laughs> Toy Story. <gasps> no. No. Yes. I bet she's no. in Toy Story 2, so no. Wait a minute. Are you guys fucking kidding me? She was in all the Toy Story movies. Ah! She, wa- she wasn't she's in the first one. Jessie. Who is she? Yeah. Jessie's not ah, in the first one. She's not the first one. one. That's I what they said. Oh, shit. Really? Who's I they? Actually, I actually IMDb. showed my math on Who's that they? One. IMDb. Uh, you might want to check I it. don't trust them as a source yeah. for facts. Oh, all right. <laughs> about well, movies, no. How about Toy Story Hawaiian Vacation, then? She was in that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not sure what just happened. Yeah, no. No, someone pretended to be her character for that. Yes. She was. I think that's a short where Jesse and Buzz go on a honeymoon. (laughs) Right. She was in that one. Was she in Toy Story Partysaurus Rex? (sighs) I know that one. It's the. That's like a straight to video one. That's like the planes of Toy Story, (laughs) right? So, no. Somebody else played her voice. No. Or did I make it up? No. Oh, right. There's is that, that option? option. Yes, you made that one up. No, she was in it. Yay! Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, how about pre- like how about three. pretty in pink? No. I'm gonna say be. no. She's gotta be. I'm going yes. No, she is. She is. She is. She is. Yes. Yes. She's not in pretty what? in pink. I am O for four. <laughs> how about sixteen candles? Yes, oh, wow. that's yes. the one she's in. That's the one she's in. All right. Um, how about Arthur Christmas? Ooh, that, well, is a, that is a good underrated Christmas movie people from would the have Hardman to see it. It's also first. a good underrated Arthur movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's the least yeah. drunk in that Arthur movie. <laughs> she wasn't it. She played the head elf. Oh, and how about funny. Mars oh. Needs Moms? Yes. Anybody? I might as well say yes. No. Yeah, because no. she's a great was she mom. The, no. she the, the mom Mars. that she's was needy mom. needing? I'm over five. Perhaps. Mars Needs Moms' is mom? And Mars lastly. Mars Needs Moms' is mom. <laughs> Very for sure we did it in private. Lastly, this is my favorite. Was she in Say Anything? Yes. Yes. She oh, was yeah. Lloyd's brother. Yeah. Or brother. Lloyd's sister. <laughs> she's got to be. Yeah, she And was. she was uncredited in that. But was she? she was Constance Stobler. Played okay. his sister. Oh, they had all seen. Why would she be on? I don't know that she's uncredited, so I was hoping that would trick you. Friend yeah. of the show, Becky Eldridge, got rear-ended by her in Chicago. Joan? Oh. Yeah, Joan Cusack. I didn't know Becky That's was gay. She got rear-ended. Hey. No, no, oh, no. Oh, in traffic. Oh, Bartholomew Pius. <laughs> Can't take you anywhere. <laughs> Was she nice about and it? And that's she, not how it works, by the way, with women. I will take my entendres in single form for the rest of the show, okay? Now, I just need to know, because I know Dennis Quaid, for a matter of fact, he saw my friend get in a car accident, and he couldn't what? have been nicer to her. Oh. He wasn't in the accident with her, but he stopped, came over, and helped her. I'm I remember so happy that story. to hear he's yeah. awesome. I'm was, so happy to hear he's awesome. Oh, he was super yeah. nice. He was, like, so cool that he actually took her... She was all fucked up from the accident. <laughs> the first thing she remembers is Dennis like, Quaid saying, roll down the window. Let's She's like, out. Dennis Quaid? 
And then he's like, are you okay? Because I called 911. Now, here's what we need to do. We need to get your valuables. We're going to put them in the ambulance with you. Do you have a computer or anything in the trunk? And she's wow. like, yes. So, wait, he, so he, he, got- he Colonel flagged that? Or Colonel Falcon that shit? Like, G.I. Joe, like, let's do this. He's like, do here's it. what we're going to do. And he got her valuables, her computer, and her purse and put it in the on the gurney with Somebody her. Somebody knows the drill. Okay, first of all, get the valuables out of the car. Second of all, <laughs> take a breath mint. Third of all, where's the boots? <laughs> He's there barking orders, G.I. Joe style. Okay, is there anybody in the trunk we need to worry about? Okay, here's how it works. I was driving, you were in the passenger seat. That's our story. She didn't know what was happening except (laughs) Dennis Quaid was there. (laughs) You remember you two? Trust me, I was in Job Street. And lastly, you can listen to me, I was in Interspace. Let's wish a very happy birthday to Mr. Artie Lang. He turns 48. Yeah, he's still alive, you guys. But can play anywhere from an Italian to an American Indian. Really? In what? Heath, well, that's the thing. On his DNA, he had done on the Howard Stern show. They found out that Artie always talks about being 100% Italian, this and that. Ah. He's a quarter percent Italian, oh, wow. Swedish, and American Indian. <sighs> He's only a quarter Italian? Only a quarter Italian. That's he was hilarious. not happy about it. He got a start on Mad TV and the Norm Show, which I went to a taping of. Oh, yeah? There was nothing really? more fun than seeing the Norm Show oh, live. Wow. Oh, my God. Norm never did the lines right. <laughs> Other people didn't know when to come <laughs> in, but he was always funny. Like, you know what I mean? And then, I don't know, I just remember at one point, it was a Halloween episode, and the line that is fed to him was always the same, and he would answer with different things. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what was she wearing? What was she dressed like? He goes, I don't know, like some kind of slutty whore? <laughs> and he would just come up with different horror costumes. <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Anyway, so I saw that, and that made me happy. But anyway, Artie also claims that he has seen The Godfather so many times that he can recite the entire movie. So one time... On the Howard Stern show, which is how I really got to know Artie. Oh, yeah. He was, he was on there the day that Francis Ford Coppola visited. So Stern's oh, asked wow. him to listen, for, for Coppola to listen, and request a scene from The Godfather for Artie to do. So he just picked a scene at random, Coppola Amazing. did. And Artie went and he went and did the scene. It was the one between Michael Corleone and Carl Rizzo, Rizzo before Rizzo's assassination. I don't know the scene myself, but Lang performed the scene and only had two minor errors and was applauded by Coppola and the cast. He later <laughs> compared the experience to singing Born to Run for Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> how cool is that? And, you know, Bart, yes, you Karen. know how much I love when celebrities sing. This is true. Ryan, people are always asking me, can you tell me two interesting things about Karen? The first thing I tell them is, yeah. you want to see her naked, scare her. She'll <laughs> just drop all her clothes and take a shower. <laughs> and then uh, that's right. That's usually enough for them, but if they need something else, I say, she loves when celebrities sing. Thank okay. you. Yes, I do. I love to hear celebrities sing, especially naked in the bathtub. <laughs> and there's nothing better than hearing Artie Lang <laughs> singing oh with Brian Johnson and Malcolm Young, an ah. unplugged version of ACDC's You Shook Me All Night Long oh, for the Howard God. Stern Show. <laughs> All right, well, that wraps another movie showcast. Together, we're the movie guys. Individually, we are. Sometimes late. You can follow us on Twitter at the movie guys for daily jokes and links. Also, Facebook.com slash the movie guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, Funny or Die, SoundCloud, Vine, Instagram, LinkedIn, all that shit. Thanks to Ryan Clark. Hey, you're welcome. What are you plugging? Got a show coming up? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to be at the Bray Improv on the 22nd of October. It's a Thursday. Uh, That's my next 
show where I'll be doing stand-up. All right. Uh, and then Schmimprov, Yeah, probably. I'm still doing Schmimprov. Oh, that is yeah. uh, every Wednesday. That's oh, every, sorry, every Friday that's and Saturday. Yeah, Friday and Saturday uh, at the Maverick Theater in Fullerton. Yeah. Are you, are you scheduled specifically for one of the Schmocktoberfest shows? Uh, doing, yeah, I think I'm doing the shows this Friday and Saturday. Okay. Um, I don't. I forget what they are. 16 and 17? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Schmocktoberfest is when they take the short form improv uh, and throw it out the window. And we just run with it. And they do... Uh, you make it up as you They go. do different yeah. uh, things like... We just did the murder show. That's a fun one. Yeah, where they do a bunch of short-form games, but someone dies in each one. So there's only <laughs> one character left who does a one-person game or something like that. So, yeah, tons of fun. Uh, you can uh, find us also at uh, well, themovieguys.net, digitalmindproductions.com. The Boo Bay Sisters got a Halloween show. Oh, yeah, come Karen's on out to the Halloween group. show, 730 to 830 at Corky's, the Cork Lounge on Halloween. And just so for fun, perfect. Google homesick abortions. All right, yeah. uh, thanks also. <laughs> You'll <Steve>. find something. <laughs> you will. Thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week, and as always, we owe everything to Pat Peach. Pat Peach! Next week, uh, way too many movies at once, including The Last Witch Hunter, Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension, <gasps> Jim and the Holograms, and Everyone Bert. get ready! Jim and the Holograms, another new Bill movie, movie new from Bill my childhood. Murray movie. Yeah, new yeah. Bill Murray movie! There's a new Bill Murray movie! Oh, yeah. New Bill Murray oh, movie! New Bill Murray off. movie! New Bill Murray movie! Yes. And it's gonna be old school Bill Murray! Rock the Casbah is coming your way next week, and we will talk about it. Thanks for listening! By the way, I want to put in a request for next week's show.